Support for this podcast comes from Eightfold.ai. Eightfold.ai delivers the talent intelligence platform, the most effective way for companies to retain top performers, upskill and reskill the workforce, recruit top talent efficiently, and reach diversity goals. Eightfold.ai's deep learning artificial intelligence platform empowers enterprises to turn talent management into a competitive advantage. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 426 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Expanding candidate pools, speeding up the recruiting process and diversity hiring are all key talent acquisition challenges in 2022. While technology is never a magic fix-everything solution, it is becoming evident that as AI becomes more sophisticated, it can offer employers some of the tools they need to meet these challenges. So what are the latest use cases for AI and talent acquisition, and how is it driving skills-based decision-making? My guest this week is Andrea Shah, Head of Talent Strategy and Transformation at Eightfold. Andrea was formerly Global Head of Talent Acquisition at American Express, and has some unique insights into the development of AI in recruiting. Hi, Andrea, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Andrea Shaw. I'm the head of talent strategy and transformation at Eightfold. I joined Eightfold about nine months ago. Prior to that, I actually had a 25-year career at American Express, uh, where I did a variety of pretty much a lot of different things, working in almost every business unit. Uh, my last role there was the head of global talent acquisition. And in that role, I led a two and a half year transformation of the talent acquisition function globally. One of the things I did was implement Eightfold. And I was amazed at what it enabled for us uh, as a talent acquisition function. So my spoiler alert is I decided to join Eightfold. And so I am here now and working with talent leaders across industries and helping them really understand how AI can really impact their talent acquisition function pretty dramatically. So it's been a great role, uh, enjoying talking to a lot of people in a great place at interesting times. Absolutely. Now, I, I really want to talk about the interesting times in in some detail and really get the the benefit of your expertise and experience. But before we do, just give us a little uh, intro to Eightfold and, and what it does and a bit more about why, why you were compelled to join. So what's incredible about Eightfold, I'm going to just take a step back and try to give you the simplest explanation that I can. So Eightfold has an amazing amount of data on skills. They have over one and a half billion data sets on skills, and that's about half the world's workforce. So what that means is they understand skills as it relates to uh, different roles. They understand skills as how they fit to different jobs in companies and even in geographies. And so as a result, they see skills and have an ability to identify skills for candidates, employees, and even contractors. And they're also able 
beyond just understanding the skills, able to understand the relationship between skills and the movement of individuals as they acquire skills. So it's amazing and very valuable. And what happens is they take that intelligence and with our customers, what we do is we integrate it with their ATS platform. And all of a sudden, all that information of all your thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions of applicants that have applied over the years, it comes to life. And so all of a sudden, a company has incredible access to applicants who I think are equivalent of warmed leads, right? So they definitely have an interest in working for your company because they've applied to a job in your company in the past. But all of a sudden, everything about that candidate comes to life and you're able to access it in such an easy way, right? People don't access it today because it's so manual to kind of look through and search through those candidates. And all of a sudden, you can search through millions of candidates so easily. Mm. So that's the power of Eightfold. In addition to the fact that you can also leverage their matching intelligence for even new candidates as you look on job boards. So it's amazing intelligence that impacts every aspect of the recruiting process. Absolutely. So let's talk a bit more about the times we're going through and what you're seeing successful organizations um, doing. So obviously been a highly disruptive and continues to be a highly disruptive, highly disruptive time. What are you seeing in the recruiting landscape at the moment? And what is it that people are doing to to be successful with all those challenges that are out there? Yeah, it's just a fascinating time. I think if you look at the macroeconomic data, you'll see why everybody and pretty much everybody that we talk to that's a talent acquisition leader is talking about the struggles they have to fill their roles, right? They can't fill their roles fast enough. And if you look at the macro environment, what's happening is right now we're seeing resignation rates that are really fueling open roles. Resignation rates are basically at 3% per month. That's equivalent to 36% a year in the US. And so I know it's pretty similar as we talk to leaders in other countries too, But in the U.S., we're seeing a 3% or 36% a year resignation rate for the past five months, and that's on average. So that's creating a lot of demand for roles to be filled. And then what we're seeing in terms of open job rates of all jobs, we're seeing almost a 7% open job rate. These are almost, actually, they're more than double what the typical rate is in terms of resignations and open job rates. So that's what's creating the pressure. And what we're seeing is a lot of companies aren't realizing this manual way that they have for their talent acquisition function has got to change because of the pressure points they're seeing. I mean, the the awareness of this is rising to the most senior leaders. What I think is exciting about that is they're realizing that there's more things that need to be done and things need to be done differently. And we're seeing a lot of companies now putting investments in to talent acquisition functions. I think they're realizing it's underinvested. It's still very manual for the most, you know, what recruiters do in reviewing their resumes. And companies are realizing they need to change this and starting to put more investments uh, so that they can modernize their talent acquisition and become more efficient and more effective as a function. So lots of discussions happening along those lines uh, set up by the background of the macro environment and the pain points that it's creating. 
Absolutely. And I suppose there are a number of key areas that I'm seeing talent acquisition leaders focus on. And the one that comes up time and time again is speed. People are trying, and you've, you've sort of alluded to this a, a couple of times in, in the conversation, people are trying to speed up the way that they do recruiting. They might be sort of taking steps out of the process, you know, all kinds of things are, all kinds of, kinds of things are happening, but it's a challenge and people are having to recruit quickly because as you say, they have vacancies they need filling, but also with such competition for candidates, it's, it, it's, it's about, um, you know, being able to sort of convert candidates into hires before, um, you know, there's candidates let's find loads of other opportunities but what are you seeing in terms of speed and and how can people effectively speed up their recruitment process yeah no that's a great question we're seeing amazing results coming from our customers when you've got intelligence on skills and you have the automation of that that's a big difference maker and i think the best way for me maybe to talk about this is talk about different stages of the recruiting process right and i'll just break it down to the big chunks of uh, the process. So starting with the sourcing, uh, talking about the screening to get to your candidate slate, and then talking about the interviewing. So if I just break down to those three parts of big parts of the recruiting process, if you've got the intelligence on skills, uh, your recruiters are able to source in a much more effective way. I talked about it earlier, their ability to source from your ATS platform is really powerful. We have one of our customers last year filled 41% of their roles from their former applicant uh, pool of candidates, which I think is really powerful. They're able to kind of go in there with the intelligence, find the uh, candidates really quickly. They're not starting from scratch, <laughs> right? Which is posting a requisition and hoping that people will apply. They're actually proactively sourcing. The intelligence gives you ability to go in there and really identify the strong matches so that your sourcers can focus their efforts really effectively, right? And part of that is also the CRM. I think any marketer knows the most effective part of marketing is your ability to target, target your audience. And so intelligence gives you the ability to have a very relevant message to them because you're talking about their match and the right roles for them. So the sourcing speeds up because your sourcers are able to find candidates in a really effective and efficient way focus their efforts in a really clear way. And then when you talk about screening and getting to your final candidate list, they can actually screen hundreds of resumes in minutes. I think one of the things I discovered when I was looking uh, historically at our screening with the matching intelligence is a lot of the recruiters left some of the strongest candidates on the table because it's almost impossible to manually go through hundreds of resumes when you've got a lot of open roles that you're trying to fill. So what I found was recruiters would go in, they'd choose maybe their top five or 10 candidates, and they would proceed with the slate. So now all of a sudden, they have the speed and the ability to go through hundreds of resumes in seconds, and that makes it much simpler. And the hiring leader can understand why those candidates are good fits and very easily give a thumbs up, thumbs down to the candidates. So that moves the whole process forward very quickly from the sourcing to the screening, getting to your candidate slate. And then finally, the third step of the process with interviewing, you're able to set up automated interview guides, right? So your interviewers are able to follow the guides really simply, give the feedback very easily and quickly in an automated way. And that saves the recruiter so much time 
I think there's most of a lot of their time is spent going back and forth with interviewers scheduling the meetings and following up to capture the feedback. And now that becomes automated and that's so much more efficient for the recruiter's time and also the speed of the process. Diving a bit deeper into intelligence, sort of particularly AI-driven intelligence in, in, in talent acquisition, obviously finding enough candidates is, is, is very hard. I would imagine even uh, you know when people are able to apply technology to to their HES and their candidate list to surface great candidates, that there's there's still there's still a shortage. Does this type of talent intelligence make it easier for people to think more about adjacent skills when it comes to when it comes to hiring? So they can't find someone who has the exact match for the skills that they're looking for because that person might not exist. Could AI help really uncover? hidden candidates, and then and then help the recruiter to sell those candidates to the hiring manager. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, so what you're calling out something that I call the secret sauce <laughs> of Eightfold's AI, and that is adjacencies, right? Because I talked about earlier, um, with all the data we have on skills, we can see people's movement and how they acquire skills. And as such, we can identify something we call adjacencies. And adjacencies are essentially a way to predict an individual's ability to learn a new skill with 95% accuracy, right? Because we've looked historically, we've seen this happen successfully across millions and millions of data sets. And so why this matters now, and this is what we're finding across many of our customers, this is a really important tool for them that they're leveraging more and more. And that's because they're, most companies are competing for the same talent and the same skills. A lot of this is driven by digital skills, right? There's a lot of competition for software engineers. There's a lot of competition for data scientists, user experience. A lot of this is driven by, you know, companies really trying to digitize their workforce and prepare their workforce for the future. And as a result, every company is fighting for the same skills. And so all of a sudden, adjacencies becomes very powerful. We've seen it in our analytics. If you consider adjacent skills, again, it's looking at individuals who are very highly able to learn a new skill with great success and ease. All of a sudden, you're able to broaden your pool of candidates by, we've seen numbers for double uh, and up to five times, depending on the skills that you're looking for. So what we're finding is a lot of our customers are relying on that now to really try to broaden their their pool of candidates, right? Because it's so competitive right now. And I think that's a really, really powerful tool to leverage. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about was diversity. Diversity, equity, inclusion, been been a massive talking point for a number of years, but obviously, particularly in the last in the last couple of years, what I see from companies though, it's always the number one talking point, but it's not often the number one doing point. And a lot of the the issues that we have are still not being solved, and you know, companies still seem to be still seem to be struggling struggling with this. What are you seeing in the market, and is this something that technology can help with? Yeah, it definitely is. I spent a lot of time thinking about this, right? This was an important priority for American Express. It's an important priority right now for many companies. 
And when you have such a manual process that many TA functions um, are, it's really hard to do. And I'll, I'll talk about it, about why Eightfold enables so much. So as a starting point, what Eightfold does is really reinforces skills-based decision-making, right? And fun- fundamentally, that's really important part of being inclusive, right? And really considering and making sure bias isn't part of your decision-making. So if you're making decisions and you're looking specifically at skills, you know, that's step one. That's just foundational. And then I'll tell you kind of where I found some of the biggest difference makers leveraging Eightfold. So number one, at the first part of the process, you're able to pipeline talent and diverse talent to make sure you have candidate pools that are uh, diverse. And what that means is, you know, your sources are able to go out and really look into different channels and different organizations to ensure that you're being inclusive and bringing diverse talent into your pool of potential candidates, right? Because Eightfold allows you to source and search the database, you can build pools of talent proactively, and that includes diverse pools so that you can tap into that as you're filling roles. And one of the most powerful tools that I found was your ability to look at the job requirements. One of the biggest barriers that I found uh, for having inclusivity in your recruiting process is when a hiring leader identifies an exorbitant amount of skills that they must have for their role. And this is pretty commonplace. I think many hiring leaders think the more specific and the more skills that they list uh, that they need for their role, the better talent they're going to get. Right. So oftentimes you'll see, okay, I need a master's degree. I need 10 years of experience. I want them to have worked for these companies. I want them to have gone to these schools. And unfortunately, they're actually doing the opposite. Right. So they're, they're being less inclusive as they're considering their candidates. And they're really cutting out a lot of really potentially very strong candidates by narrowing it so much. So one of the things that Eightfold allows you to do is allows the recruiter to sit with the hiring leader to talk about what kind of critical skills and experience they're looking for. And you can see what that does to your candidate pool real time. So if diversity is important, trying to be inclusive is important. You can see how as you raise the requirements for your job, your diversity declines. And that's natural because you're being less inclusive as you're defining all your requirements. And I think everyone would understand that if you're over-indexing on too many requirements, you're limiting your pool so much, you're not actually going to get some of the really strong candidates you could otherwise consider. And so I think that's a really powerful tool that AFOLD provides. And of course, along the way, just the, the ability to screen and match uh, based on skills, ability to build pools of talent that are inclusive, and then ultimately going through the interview process, right? If you, we allow the automation of interview guides and the ability for hiring leaders to use that interview guide with all the candidates that they're, they're interviewing. And then we capture the feedback centrally so the hiring leader can review all that feedback on the candidate in a way that allows them almost to calibrate them based on that feedback. And that's another area of just the ability to remove any bias by making sure you're taking a look at the feedback consistently across all the candidates. 
So those are a few ways in the end-to-end process, Eightfold with its skills intelligence and automation really helps ensure an inclusive process. And I think that's really powerful. We've also seen incredible results from our customers in terms of their ability to grow their candidate base to be more diverse and even their hiring results. So it's really exciting to see that because I think we just try to really automate inclusivity in the process. And that's the best way to get the best candidates and diversity as a result of your recruiting process. Final question. I'm sure people who are listening would like to learn more. And I know that you've got an event coming up, haven't you? Can you tell us about that? Yes, it's really exciting. I mean, if you want to think about great use of your time, because I think this is a really important time to understand what's happening, you know, in the talent acquisition marketplace, what are the trends and and how do you remain competitive? And so if you want to have a a resource to get the most out of your time, I think Eightfold puts together one of the best events to really inform uh, talent acquisition leaders. It's called Cultivate. Uh, It's happening on May the 10th and 11th. And you can see the agenda. You can go to the Eightfold site and find out more about Cultivate. But we have leaders. So it's not just Eightfold talking. We have some of the top talent leaders and experts across industries talking about kind of what they're seeing and what they know. And it's not just about Eightfold. It's about, you know, many experiences that leaders are having um, and insights that they're gaining for talent and talent acquisition. Um, as an example, Josh Burson will be one of our keynote speakers. I know um, a lot of CHROs and talent leaders rely on Josh to really understand the trends because he kind of really spends a lot of time trying to understand what's happening and what's effective. We have CHROs from a lot of our customers that are also joining and speaking and talent leaders talking about their experiences. So really great, great forum to learn a lot about what's happening from some of the major leaders across different industries. So really recommend if people have time and they're looking to educate themselves, that's a great forum to do so. Fantastic. And I'll put a link uh, for people to register in the show notes. Andrea, thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. It's just such an exciting time in talent acquisition. And, uh, I, and I'm, exciting, I'm excited for talent acquisition leaders. While it's really busy, I think it's a great time for them to play a role in helping their organizations transform. So I, I really think it's an exciting time. And thank you for having me here and the opportunity to share many of the things that I'm seeing out there. So thank you, Matt. My thanks to Andrea. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.